Hello and welcome to Volley MD with your hosts, Mark and Drew. How's it going today, Drew? It's going good, Mark. Uh, we've got a good topic for you guys today. We're going to be talking a lot about offense. And uh, we're super excited to uh, get into this topic. We're going to first hit on uh, just one of the things that we talk about a lot of times, which is um, hitting control versus hitting power and how those those things affect our teams and uh, our experience in uh, what we're doing and what we've done in the past and what we're doing right now. So any uh, thoughts on that, Mark? Yeah, just just an initial thought, <clears throat> you know, uh, as a club and whole as a whole, you know, we, we coach for Excel Volleyball Club and we're, we're getting ready to ramp up here pretty soon fully. A lot of girls, a lot of teams are getting out of that uh, high school season and kind of getting into that club mindset now. But uh, our philosophy as a club has kind of turned to more of, of control versus power. Um, teaching girls different shots and opportunities to score versus just uh, powering through. Uh, I think when you find uh, different teams have the ability to hit more power because they've got maybe bigger, taller girls. Um, if you don't have that kind of team, I think you got to rely a little bit more on that control aspect and find uh, find holes in, in the defense. What do you think? Yeah, I I think a lot of it comes down to what what are you working with? You know, your skill level, your age level and where you see those kids going and you know i just want to first start out with talking about our 14s this year so we've got a new group this year uh 14s and we've got pretty good talent these girls definitely can play they can swing uh it's it's exciting because we've got some players that can put the ball down but i want to use uh my girl Brittany as an example because i absolutely love this kid she's She's great. She has so much potential. Um, she plays for me actually at school, and I recruited her to play for me at club this year. <laughs> Since I, I can do that, uh, she's uh, not in high school yet, so it's legal. Uh, but she was taught – she came from another club, and she was just taught power, power, power. Get your arm back and just swing away as hard as you can. And so needless to say, Mark, we've got some uh, bad habits to break there, but um, – when she hits the ball and gets a hold of it, it's amazing. I mean, she can, she can light up the other court and, and, you know, sometimes those kids are like duck and cover. Um, but with this kid, what I'm really trying to teach right now is, Hey, you've got, you've got the skill of hitting the ball, you know how to hit, but now you need to learn how to hit hard and around the block. You need to learn how to hit high and over the block and you need to learn some shots because she just thinks, hit, 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 hit. And then, um, what happens a lot of times is she finds herself making some more errors than what she wants. And then when you make error, 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 you know, what happens to those players, right? They start to go down and they start to get frustrated. So you've got to have some of those different shots. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be great for her. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> she's a great player. And, you know, when she goes, she's a, she's a shorter player, but man, can she jump? I mean, she yeah. has the potential to jump and elevate above the block and, you know, but the problem comes where if you're hitting, 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 you're getting it in the corner, getting it line, you know, usually rotational is a hard uh, defense to, um, to hit around the block, unless there's, you know, a, a wide open middle. Um, so you got to get the defense uncomfortable and and moving them away from that deep deep corner spot then they're going to be able to, to uh find some of those holes but you know 
one advantage <clears throat> I think some beach players have, because you're seeing a lot more beach nowadays. And obviously, you know, a couple years ago, um, you know, became really big in college and you start seeing that recruitment. So seeing beach players come indoor, I feel like they have a, a huge toolbox. Um, you know, not not necessarily in tips because you can't tip when you're in, in playing beach, but you see a beautiful roll shot deep. You see, you see those disguised roll shots. They have they just got really massive control. But uh, teaching that to a, an indoor player, I think, is obviously valuable. Um, you know, you usually get those off blockers that, you know, you catch them on their heels and, you know, they're going to let that ball drop. If not, make a scramble play, then they're going to be completely out of the offense. So there's definitely different strategies that you can use with these roll shots. Um, but just just to name four or five that I like, um, I call it more of a lift tip. You know, you're going you're gonna to try to tip short over the block. Um, in different zones, you're gonna you can throw the ball deep line, deep corner. Um, you can roll shot short, and then you can roll shot deep. Uh, and one one I really like, you know, a lot of players. I don't know if you've had experience in this, Drew. Is that when they get a tight set, their first instinct is to maybe punch the ball, maybe tip the ball in the court. Where I think you know it's under taught right now, where you should utilize that block. Right, the block's yeah. going up with you. You tool that uh, block off the fingertips, and it's an automatic kill, right? What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, just like throw, throw the throw like towards that outside hand um, of your blockers, basically. Like if you're a pin hitter, you're just trying to use that block. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's super important um, to to practice that stuff. It's all in the preparation, right? And I, if you you think about it, like how much do we practice doing a roll shot in practice? You know, like we're in, we're teaching these kids how to hit, right? So when we do hitting lines or we do these hitting drills, we're teaching arm swing, how to swing through, how to rip, hit the line, hit the cross, hit, hit all these different spots. But then we're, you know, how much do we, we go in and go, Oh yeah, we need to, we need to, to practice this role or this, this or that, you know? And I think you have to, you have to do it. I think you've got to put a lot of times we'll put that, that big red box out in the middle of the court and say, Hey, roll, you know, mix your roll shots up to that and practice that. Make sure you have that preparation doing those, uh, getting those touches with those, those tips, those rolls, and just making sure you practice that just as much as the hitting. Cause if you don't, then it's gonna, you're expecting the kids to do something that they, they don't know how to do. Yeah. I think, you know, when, um, we, we recently started, uh, practices on well we were going through Sundays on you know October and now we've kind of done our two days a week practices and I think we were practicing it the other day with some hitters and there were certain hitters that were getting it more more than the others were so some girls that are taught you know you say one thing and and typically it resounds with a player and they're like oh light bulb and it it uh you know affects them you have to say maybe different things or different cues or maybe just extra practice time with some other kids to to get them to work it out um you know, I'm going to use my daughter, for instance, you know, she was recently at a positionals for our club and she, uh, you know, was taught two different ways, um, on, on a progression style. And it was a light bulb effect. She got it when, uh, you know, she would typically maybe drop her elbow a little bit too much and maybe go a little high with the roll shot. And she was kind of taught more to extend the arm, let the ball roll off of her, um, wrist and she she said she mastered it so she's getting really excited about that and it's awesome as a dad of course to you know see your kid light up when they're taught a new skill and they're going to be able to utilize it because um, she's kind of one that's also been more about that power shot you know she's a good hitter um, and just having her advance her toolbox is going to be 
uh, helpful for for this season as she's moving into 16s. But definitely saw some some girls on our 14s team get it and and see that light bulb and and you know again it's going to be a valuable tool for them to use for us especially because we saw a lot saw a lot of uh, value and, and opportunity last year in our other 14s team. Yeah, it's that's great. I mean, it sounds like she's learning to be become more of a more balanced player, and I think that's kind of answers. For me, that's the answer to this question is, you know, what's more important? Really, it's you have to have both. You know, you want your kids to be all of your players to be balanced players, even middles. You want your middles to rip it, but you also want them to be able to find that tip when it's open. And I feel like um, the kids that can use the different shots and then also be able to swing and move the ball around, hit line, hit the cross court corner, hit the hard cross, hit all of those swings, and then also be able to mix in a few of those shots are the players that's going to keep the defense most guessing, right? And so if we can, as coaches, teach our kids to do to do more with the ball versus just swing away, swing away, swing away. You know what I mean? That's Those kids get frustrated quicker. They get stopped quicker. They make errors quicker. And, um, you know, that's what we want to keep from. We want to keep, uh, keep these kids where their heads stay high and they're able to do more on the court than just swing away at a ball and then that's it. Right. And so teach your kids to be dynamic and do different things um, and sell a big hit and then go in and tip. And they're going to see more kills and more success by mixing up what they're doing offensively versus just focusing on going in and just swing, 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 swing. So anyway, that's my kind of thoughts on that. But one thing I always tell my kids, you know, they, they love to hit with power and they love to get that big, juicy 10 foot line kill. But I tell them all the time, how much is that point worth and how much is a, is a tip kill worth or a roll shot kill worth? It's exactly the same. So it doesn't matter how you get it. Uh, you know, yeah, you get a little bit more glory with the 10 foot line kill, but I think you're going to score on the tip a lot more than you're going to score on that 10 foot line kill. Cause there's always going to be a blocker, uh, ahead of you. And we're not saying to use that tip and roll shot all the time. You've got to move around the defense and understand that they can't just sit comfortably in the back row and and keep digging up your balls without you changing things. There's a yeah. big toolbox. Use it and uh, make sure you're a diverse player. It's it's moving around different things. Yeah, I wanted to, I guess, wrap up this topic with one more thing, and that's what about the kid that is so timid that won't hit the ball? You know, that's that's where it gets we get more frustrated, I think, because if you don't swing at the ball, you a tip or a roll will never work because they're gonna. They're going to go, okay, here it comes again. This kid's going to roll it. They're going to tip it. And selling that big swing and then going in and hitting that roll, that's what gets you the kill. Like if you go in with that big, strong approach and at the last second you take that power off, that's how you teach these kids to hit those shots because when they're selling, they're going in big, and then they make that shot, it's going to be more likely to get that defense on their heels. And we've talked about this before too. Like there's so many, so many teams that are, they'll just give you a tip. They're going to give you that roll shot. like, And if they're doing it, then I'm telling my kids, hit, tip, hit, tip, hit, tip. I mean, every other every other swing should be a tip or a roll just because we're, we're scoring so much on it, right? And then the defenses that pick it up, well, we got to hit more, right? So it is a balance of being smart and strategy comes into play there. But, you know, we got to have the athletes that will swing and take those big approaches in order to open up those shots. Yeah, and I, I also think it's worth noting that um, you got to make sure you, your hitter has vision. 
right? Yeah. Vision on the defensive side, but also vision on the block. Because if your setter does a great job, or even your middle, uh, at attracting that middle blocker, and you have a one-on-one -on -one block, I'm probably not going to roll shot or tip because that middle could potentially pick it up. So having some kind of vision to see you know, is there a, is there two blockers? Do they have a hold, a split? All those factors definitely play into this, um, roll shot and, and tip strategy too, right? Yeah. All right. I got a question for you, Mark, and this is totally random, but what is your favorite kind of kill that a player will do on a court? What's like the best kill that gets you the most like fired up that you like to see your players do? Does it have to be a hitting kill? No, absolutely not. Any kill. Setter dump. When I teach a setter how to how to floor dump, I mean, when you when you work on different varieties of setting dumps, setting tips, uh, it could be front row, back row, it doesn't matter. But when they do it for the first time and they look over at you with the biggest smile on their face, saying, "I did it," I have a thirteen year old that I've been teaching some of these uh, strategies to, and she gets so fired up when she does it and it, and it scores that it just, it, it makes it all worth it. Right. So that for me is, is probably my favorite. Yeah. That's awesome. How about you? Uh, you know, I, I really, we, we teach line a lot, right? You've got to be able to hit the line. If you don't, then you're, you're making the game a lot more simple for the other defense. And so Mark and I teach, we'll, we'll run drills and practices where we just, we'll put targets out on the line and go through like, you know, some butterfly hitting or just some drills where outsides or right sides definitely are getting a lot of line swings. And so my favorite is when a hitter, we're, we're yelling out line, 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 and we're telling them and they go up and they can swing aggressive down that line and just drill that line. Or because they're hitting line, they tool that outside hand consistently. I mean, it's, it's almost if you get the set out there and like you said, you got to have that good set, but if you get the set out there all the way, just inside that antenna, it is such an incredibly hard attack to stop because that outside hand is so vulnerable against an outside or a right side blocker. Um, so I, I get fired up about that. I love it when we're consistent about that. So I agree. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, hitting kill would definitely, that would be my top, uh, down yeah. the line, thumb up, just a beautiful little high roll over the setter. Yeah, <laughs> those 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 get you fired up, and they get your girls fired up. Say, I finally yep. did something that that you taught me. Right, and, you know they get happy. So uh, teach it, you know, make the girls invested in it, and uh, it'll it'll pay off. Truthfully. All right, uh, we're going to kind of move on to the next topic, and this is kind of going to be related, uh, but we're going to talk to you guys about offense next, and. Just some different viewpoints, uh, tempo, faster offense versus slower offense, um, and then also more basic versus running plays, just all the things that we can do with offense. And, uh, you know, we're going to kick that off. So, Mark, uh, what, what do you think, uh, what do you feel like this year, uh, looking at our 14s, like what, are, what do you feel like we're going to be able to do? So I want to talk a little bit about you know, maybe what college does and maybe what, what school does and possibly even what, what club does as we're in right now. So <clears throat> you talk to some college coaches and you even watch college, they're not running a whole lot of plays, right? So it kind of goes into our, our last topic where if you have a, a big team, uh, six foot and over outsides, right sides, middles, you know, you don't really have to rely on a whole lot of uh, tipping and, and roll shots, you know, especially if you can get kills. They do run a quicker offense, but they're not running free ball plays, 
I think you run um, a, a middle slide, uh, maybe a middle B or three. But other than that, it's high outside, it's high right side, right? So for us, we don't have, we're not undersized, but we're not tall. So I think we're right there in the middle, but I do feel like there's value in uh, getting some plays, two or three, you know, four, maybe pushing it as far as maybe overload, but having a good design run will get the other team guessing, especially if your setter can execute it. And I think uh, having the ability to run those plays will allow you the opportunity to score more points than it, just a standard high, high offense. Yeah, and I think there's some great points. I I really like everything you said, and I I feel like your offense is definitely, first of all, limited or unlimited by what your setters can do. You know, there, some setters are incredible; they're amazing; they can move the ball around. Others, uh, you know, especially at the younger age, younger ages in club, like we're, what we're coaching this year at 14s setters are going to are not quite as developed experienced so they're not going to have uh, as much capability to run a more complicated faster offense so you know i th i think there's times when i've seen coaches try to push more than what their their players are capable of and i think that's a huge mistake i think you have to look at your hitters you have to look at your setters and then you actually you have to look at your ball control and what kind of passing you have too and decide what is going to be effective for this team. Um, and, you know, going back to what you said about running plays, we implement plays early because I, I feel like we had huge success with that last year. When we ha have some free ball plays um, that were going to, uh, that worked, basically the, the biggest thing, my idea and all that was it really created a lot of confusion with their blockers and their defense which we could run plays. And if it was complicated, a little complicated for them, for the other side, you could tip a ball and an easy tip and it would still fall because they're like, wait, what's going on? They're looking at these hitters cross. They're looking at the slide and this right side coming around and the blockers are not knowing which direction to go. And then they end up a lot of times one-on-one -on -one or no blocker at all. And then you can just swing. So I think, you know, like you said, for a shorter team, a team that's not six foot two and jumping, you know, 36 inches each. I think it's, uh, it's, it's critical to have a little bit of that just to be a little more deceptive in your offense. And we, like I said, we, we saw tremendous value in that last year. Yeah. I've always bought into that philosophy and just to kind of preface something that a coach told me last year, we had a, a top 16 team last year and, uh, they were kind of back and forth with this one, one team at another club. Uh, and they ended up winning more, against them than, than anyone else, but, uh, or than any other time, <clears throat> but they said they lost because they didn't run their plays, right? So they yeah. went to standard offense and they didn't mix it up and a good team is going to, going to basically, you know, yeah. give them a set, maybe a uh, set and a half, but they're going to understand what your offense is. Does this hitter only hit line cross if you're not mixing it up? So if you're not if you're not moving around the plays, you're going to always be that standard offense, and they're going to they're going to uh, isolate on the block or the defense, and they're going to find a way to win. So allowing some strategy and some guesswork on the other side is definitely uh, really valuable, I think. So just uh, along along those same lines, you know, what, what are some plays that you really like, Drew? 
so you know we 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 try to run some some crossing plays with our our right side and even our outsides we'll bring them i think it's important really important to get your your right side hitters and your outside hitters um off of those pins you you got to bring them inside sometimes whether it's a 32 or coming in and run, running a, a two ball down the middle you can't get that outside that right side can't just get stuck out there hitting the same set every single time because that block is just going to, they're going to key, like you said, they're going to key in on those blockers. Um, so what, you know, one of the things that we like to do, we'll, we'll run a stack, like have your middle going for a quick and then bring your outside in and hit, hit a two ball coming down the middle or a 32. Um, same for the right side. Um, we'll have a play. Uh, this is my, my favorite, absolutely favorite play is we'll, we'll pass to the right side of the court. To more to the right front we'll have the middle go in on a, a quick or even a back quick like a back one uh, which we call a c and then the right side will come around and run the two ball down the middle and like nine times out of ten that middle is going to bite with the other middle and it's going to open up that middle of the court for your right side to come around and, and just wail on a ball and we had a girl last year our right side uh Haley she was just so incredible she could come around and kill it for, on that two ball like almost every time and so, you know, just get those pins moving around, bring them inside some, I think it's critical that they don't get stuck out there. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one of my all, all time favorite plays. It's definitely something that you have to really figure out the timing and have a good setter that does it. But my favorite play I think is running the middle on a three, which we call a B it's that 31 tempo ball in the three zone, uh, running the outside on a go, which is a little lower than a hut and then running your right side on a C. Um, if the setter does it right, you're going to create a lot of devastation, but there's almost that tandem, uh, up down with the middle running the B they have to run it. They have to jump with that B. And then as it goes over their hand a little bit, you're outside ready to go. And a couple of years ago, my 15s ran it really, really well. Um, I had one girl that just crushed that, that, uh, go ball every single time. And it was a beautiful play, but you have to have a, a an opportunity where your middles trust that they're not going to go chase that outside ball. And you have to have a setter that can, that can push that tempo pretty well. But Value, value definitely in those plays and uh, teach it early, like like Drew said. I mean, we, we teach it from the beginning of practice. And sometimes I understand the girls don't really um, get a whole lot of value out of it early because they think, oh, this is repetitive, but they're going to learn it, they're going to trust it, and they're going to implement it. Uh, but also I think it's valuable to, to say you don't even have to run these specifically on free ball plays. You can initiate these plays on serve receive and just kind of mix it up in serve receive too. It doesn't have to be standard. Just, you know, make some uh, opportunities for different plays and, and get the girls' imaginations going. Yeah, I, great points, Mark. And I think, you know, like you said, preparation is key. You've got to really practice these plays a lot if you're gonna you know just start out with running one play just pick one say we want to run this play we want to implement it and run it a lot in practice because a lot of your 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 sets that you're running in these plays are still sets that you're going to run you know that are basic sets in a game so they're going to get that necessary practice they need anyway out of it but when they can run it effectively as a play I mean, it's, it's so invaluable to have because you're mixing up, you're mixing it up from the norm. Right. But it does take practice. You've got to get the girls a lot of confidence in it and in order for them to actually go out there and do it in the game. And we, we just preach it. We're like, yeah, we're going to do it. And I was so funny because our setter, 
we're early in the season right now for club, but she, she asked me like when I was first teaching him this place, she goes, Oh, this is cool. Are we actually going to run this in the game? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be running it. We're going to be doing it our first tournament. So did they do it a lot? No, we had a little practice scrimmage, a couple of those so far and, and they didn't do it as much, but the more they do it, the more they're going to feel comfortable with it. Right. So, you know, I think one more point that we should talk about while we're wrap before we wrap this one up is tempo sets, you know, with your middles, definitely at an early age, start the tempo sets. Don't just run a high ball with those kids. And by the time they get to be 13s and then 14s, they're, they're rocking and rolling. Right. Um, and what, what the heart, the harder sets are going to, are going to take more time. Like the, the goes to the outsides and the quicks back sets. Those are going to be a little harder, you know, to get, but even at 14s, we're going to, we're going to try to run some of that this year just to, just to get the girls uh, more confident in it, that they can do it in the games. And then we'll probably try to implement that mid season by then we should be rocking and rolling with it. Right. So, um, you know, try to get out of the high, just high outside, high back. And then every once in a while, a quick in the middle, that's what we got to get away from Mark. Yeah. I think uh, some new coaches, they probably look at that college, uh, run play design and they just see that high outside. Oh, it works for them. Again, it probably works for them because they've got a six foot four outside, yep. which we're lucky to get a five <laughs> foot 10 middle yeah, <laughs> sometimes. It, exactly. And so, you know, but I think, uh, one more note on this, maybe I think it's something that's under taught right now. You see it a lot in college, but what's under taught right now, because mostly clubs are running the six two offense is the slide approach. I personally love the slide approach, but like like the plays, it needs to be developed early and the girls need to know how to run it. But I think it opens up a lot of avenues. So you can potentially run that slide play um, in kind of your play offense with maybe that high five, high two in the middle with your right side and then your middle going around as the slide. So that's something to take yeah. note and maybe implement. Again, if if it works, it works. If not, you've got other plays to, to back up on. But uh Find a way to get your girls' imaginations running wild, and and they'll have fun with it. Yeah, I think so. And you know, like you said, figure out what they're good at. You know, I think that's the key. You know, you're going to see some things. You're like, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, let's let's not do that. Let's try this instead. You know, and and that's okay because there's so many sets and so many play sets out there that you can run. Is figure out what what your setter is good at. Figure out what your hitters are good at and go with it. You know, every team is going to be a little bit different, but I would encourage the coaches out there to explore, explore some different ideas, uh, different plays, and, and figure out, hey, this is going to work for this team. And other teams are not going to be able to stop this slide, whatever it is, you know. Uh, but different is good. I think that's a that's a big point to make. You can't just be, uh, you know, go with the flow like everybody else and, and set high outside all the time. It's they're going to stop that teams know how to stop it. And when you mix it up, it works. So I agree. It worked last year. I'm, I'm all in and uh, looking forward to this season and see how our girls react and implement some of these uh, things that we're being taught. So as always guys, uh, it's been a pleasure talking and, and just sharing our thoughts and, and volleyball um, IQ with you. And, and we're uh, hoping that you guys, you know, leave a comment or two. And, and if you guys have any questions about anything we're talking about, and of course we have our sh socials available, uh, Instagram at uh, volleymd, and, uh, look forward to getting you guys subscribed. Yep. Thanks guys for joining us. Bye-bye.